Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, everybody, back to a special Super Bowl edition of the Believe in the Jets podcast. I am your host, Andrew Golden of JetsXFactor.com. And, of course, I got former Jet running back Lamont Jordan here with me. We are going to do a quick little preview of the Super Bowl for everybody tomorrow. A big, big game happening. Biggest game of the year, end of the NFL season. We want to go out in style and also throw some good bets for all you guys to throw on for the big game as well and make some money on this fine Super Bowl Sunday. First things first, we got to thank our friends over at betonline.ag for sponsoring Bet Online, the number one source for all your sports betting needs, everything from the NFL playoffs, Super Bowl, college basketball, UFC, MMA, and so much more. You will always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over on Bet Online. They have live betting options, free contests, live scores for any sport you could possibly imagine. It is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head on over to Bet Online today, and when you sign up for the first time, use the promo code Believe. That's B L E A V, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Lamont, I want you to go ahead and start with this game because I know you've been really excited to talk about it and how you feel might be a little bit different than the public consensus. And I'm really curious to hear what you think about how this game is going to play out. Man, Drew, I tell you what, everything leading up to the Super Bowl, when you, uh, you know, I listen to the radio, just different conversations. I kind of hear a mixture of things, but the two major things that I hear are a lot of people. I hear a lot of people talking about taking Philadelphia. I don't know if that's a regional thing, but being here in the, in the DMV, a lot of people are taking Philadelphia. Um, I'm starting to hear some people liking the Chiefs, but the one consistent thing that I hear most people talk about is nobody has any idea how this game is going to go. Like, I'm still sitting here. I watch film. I look at stats. I look at all of these different things, and I just don't have any idea of how this game is going to go. Um, so let's let's talk about scenarios. Let's talk about possible ways that this game can go. I'm thinking yeah. about the last time the Philadelphia Eagles were in the Super Bowl. It was a shootout. I think both teams broke records for y'all. Both teams just lit the scoreboard. I mean, just lit everything up with regards to yards. Um, so this is a game where it's just like, okay, if you think it's going to be a high scoring game, um, I'm stuck, Drew. I don't know, man. (laughs) I've been up for the last, I've been up all night thinking about this, just trying to figure out how this thing is going to go. And I just, I just have no idea, man. I, I, I'm, when I'm looking at this, I'm looking at the Eagle strength and I think the Eagle strength. Um, the offensive weapons that they have, that offensive line, they're going to be that you know. You, I anticipate that they'll come out and they'll try to run the ball, but Kansas City being Kansas City, I'm just thinking that if they stop this run and they force the Philadelphia Eagles to pass the ball, this could be a game where the Chiefs can blow out the the, the Eagles. I have no respect for the for the Philadelphia Eagles schedule. They have not faced an offense that's this dynamic, that's this precise with what they do. And they have not faced an offense all season long that 
that is the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Kansas City Chiefs for the last few years under Andy Reid and with Patrick Mahomes as the quarterback, they have earned the right and the reputation for, in my opinion, regardless of what any stats say, this is the most dangerous offense in the National Football League. Yeah, it absolutely is. It 100% absolutely is. Just this past season alone, they were ranked first in points, first in yards, first in passing. Uh, Even in rushing, they were 20th in rushing yards, but seventh in rushing touchdowns. They're first in red zone touchdowns. I mean, this offense has been has been fantastic. It really, really has an overall total offense in yards. They're sixth. I mean, this offense has been good for a long time, and there's a lot of reasons for that. The main two being the head coach and the quarterback, Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes. And when you have those two pieces in place, it is very, very difficult to have a poor offense, regardless of anything else around them. We saw the Chiefs lose Tyreek Hill this year and didn't seem they skipped a beat. You know, they're still just as dangerous as they were there in the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm looking at this game. This is the point I want to make. And you saying you're still not quite sure how you think this game is going to go. And I completely agree that I think it's still up in the air. But I have a, I'm going to take a stab at it because with everything that I've seen, I, I have a good idea of what I think this game is going to look like. And I'm going to go ahead and lay out the scenario for you like you're talking about. Let's talk about scenarios. First things first. I want to talk about the Eagles and I want to talk about how that team is structured and how they play and survive and win games. They live and die on offense through their offensive line. And when their your offensive line is as good as the Eagles is, that's a good way to live. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Miles Sanders was a thousand yard rusher. We saw Jalen Hurts add in. I don't know the exact total of rushing yards he's added, but he's definitely been a threat with his uh, his legs as well. Their rushing attack has been absolutely deadly. And they have two really, really good receivers on the outside in AJ Brown and Devontae Smith that can take the top off and take advantage of uh, soft coverage. Or even if teams are going to come up and load the box and they're going to get singled up on the outside, then they can absolutely kill that. But the Eagles want to win on the ground first. They don't want to be the team that's throwing 45, 50 times a game. They want to set up things up with the run. They want to run their RPOs, their read options, you know, quick slants on glance routes over the middle. And they want to be efficient while moving the ball. And they want to pass for explosive plays, but they don't want it to be their bread and butter. Now, here's the interesting thing about that. The Chiefs, for all the the talk their defense gets about it not being the best, and it certainly isn't. When it comes to just rushing defense, they're actually pretty solid. They're eighth in yards allowed in rushing defense, and they're fourth in touchdowns allowed in rushing. This is a lot better than I think people would realize. Passing defense is where things get a little bit different. They're 19th in yards. They've given up the most passing touchdowns of any defense in the league this year, and that's where they can be exploited. However, they're number two in the NFL in sacks. And I think that when you have a strong defensive line, which the Chiefs do. You have Chris Jones, you have Carl Loftus, who's been a great rookie, you have Frank Clark, a couple of other reserve guys in there as well that can contribute. They have depth and they have talent. If I'm the the Eagles wanting to run the ball, I don't think the Chiefs are going to want to play a game that's going to just allow the Eagles to run the ball willy-nilly. And I think that early in the game, they are going to try their best to take away any sort of read option or you know quick quick runs spread sort of style runs that the eagles like to do 
and make the Eagles do something different, go away from their tendency and go away from what they want to establish. So I expect the Chiefs to not necessarily load the box because when you give, like I said, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith one-on-ones on the outside, that's when things can get tricky. But I expect them to be sending some run blitzes, and I would not be surprised at all if you see them do some late shifts from their defense where maybe they show up in a too-high shell to start, and they're saying we're going to you know, prep against the pass and we're going to try and dare you to run the ball. And then at the snap, we're going to creep a safety down and he's going to be a run blitzer and try and come right up the A-gap and meet the running back. Or you could have a situation where they expect a read option and they're going to scrape exchange it. You're going to have the defensive end crash down on the running back. And you're going to have a linebacker behind him come around for Hertz if and when he keeps the ball. That's when you can open yourself up to some of the RPOs and the glances. But again, I think the Chiefs are going to be looking for that and expecting that. That's when you're going to have safeties behind those linebackers looking to rob over the middle and maybe jump some slants. I don't think the Chiefs are going to want the the Eagles to play their game. The Eagles game, as you've said all season, their schedule has not been very tough. They want to get out to a lead early. They want to set up the run game, use the explosive pass game down the field. You know, A.J. Brown in single coverage. We're going to get up to a lead, and then we're going to rely on our offensive line and our defense to close out the game. If you're the Chiefs, you don't want that to happen because I think this is a lot harder for Kansas City to play a game as good as they are and as good as Patrick Mahomes is passing. I think this is a game where you have to stay balanced and you can't, for one way or the other, just commit to being a passing team. And if you get down early on the scoreboard, it's going to influence you to pass more. So I think the Chiefs are going to want to do everything they can to slow down the Eagles option attack first and foremost. And then once that happens, then they can move on to some other things defensively. But that's the number one thing they have to do defensively to win this game. If the Chiefs do not slow down the Eagles rushing attack and option offense on early downs, then I don't know if there's a chance they can win. And I agree with you. And that's one of my biggest concerns about this game is is the Chiefs' ability to stop the run game. When I look at the, the, the Chiefs' schedule, when I look, I'll just look at the Jacksonville Jaguars game. All right. They they run a little bit of read option. Trevor Lawrence, he he does run the ball. I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars had 19 carries for 144 yards and they averaged 7.6 yards per carry. Coming against a team like the Philadelphia Eagles, who, like you said, I mean, this 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 offensive line is is their bread and butter. When I look at the Buffalo Bills, you look at the Buffalo Bills and you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, I would say that from an offensive standpoint that these teams are kind of similar. They have running quarterbacks. They have explosive wide receivers. All right. The Buffalo Bills as a team had 30, 31 rushes for 125 yards. They averaged 40 yards a run. The Kansas City Chiefs, the, my concern is if they can't stop this run game, that Philadelphia is going to be able to drive the ball up and down the field on them. I think if you're Kansas City, the way you stop that run game is you commit to stopping the run game mm-hmm. and you force, you force the Philadelphia Eagles to, to beat you over the top. I mean, yes, the Philadelphia Eagles, they have some good wide receivers. Let's make no mistake about it. They 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 I mean, their speed. Um, you think about an AJ Brown. I mean, let's Dallas Goddard as as the tight end. They have weapons that they can throw the ball to. But let's let's be honest. Let's let's look at this thing. The Kansas City Chiefs. It's not like they're not used to playing against good wide receiver cores. You're playing against the Chargers. You're playing against the Raiders. I'm talking about you. Talking about they played against the yeah. Buffalo Bills. You know, Denver's you, passing offense wasn't good this year, but their receiving core is. 
Gordon Sutton's a great receiver. Jerry Judy's a good receiver. Yes. Like they have talent. Yes. It just wasn't working, but it's not like the talent wasn't there. Exactly. You know, you think about the Seahawks. So I don't think that this wide receiver core is going to really strike fear into the Kansas City Chiefs. You no, made, I don't think so either. You made a point and you said something about Kansas City has to be balanced. All right. And this is why this is where even making my picks trying to see how this game is going to go. I think they, I believe that too. I think that they have to be balanced if they're going to have a chance of winning this game. With that said, the one thing that has frustrated me over the years with the Kansas City Chiefs is when I look at Andy Reid, I say to myself, this man can draw up an offense. I think that as a play caller or as a system, I think that, that he's really underrated and it goes under the radar because of Patrick Mahomes and because of Travis Kelsey. But if mm -hmm. we remember the victory, the, the, the Super Bowl victory that Patrick Mahomes uh, and Andy Reid have together, that victory was done, in my opinion, on the back of the on the backs of the running back. They were able to come out there and establish that run. Patrick Mahomes did not look good in that game, especially early on. And I think his wide receivers bailed him out a lot. With that said, this is a different Patrick Mahomes. This is a veteran. This is this is top one, two quarter, number one quarterback in the league right now. Drew, I'm going to say what I'm speaking in my gut. I think one of these teams is going to get blown out. Mm. I think one of these teams is going to get blown out. If if this isn't a situation, if this is a situation where we're not talking about the referees, but we're talking about the game, if the Eagles are able to run the ball and this Eagles defense is able to put pressure on Mahomes, the Eagles are not a fast starting team. That is why I'm worried. I'm worried that if the Eagles get out on the Kansas City Chiefs and they don't get full in themselves, I'm just not sure if the Chiefs will be able to come back if if Eagle if the Eagles are operating on all cylinders. On the flip side, if if the Chiefs come out and they're clicking on all cylinders and they're able to handle being the veteran team, the veteran quarterback, they're able to handle that first quarter, they're able to manage their emotions, and the Eagles aren't able to manage their emotions, I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to blow the Eagles out. Somebody can get blown out in this game, and I know that we're thinking about we're thinking about the shootout, we're thinking about the quarterbacks and all the things that they have to offer and all the things that they bring to the table. But Drew, I'm, I, I, I'm, I think that this could be a game where a team gets blown out. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? I'm not going to say it's not a possibility, but I don't know if I'm necessarily leaning that way. And, and this is why, and it kind of leads directly into my next point for how I think this game is going to go. I think both of these teams are not going to be nearly as aggressive as people think they are. I think that both of these teams, at least offensively, let me let me say that offensively, I think both of these teams need to stay committed and balanced because if either of them gets one dimensional, I think you're opening the door for that blowout. I think you're opening the door for whatever defense they're going against to key in on that one aspect. And I don't know if either of these offenses. Well, let me say this. I don't know if the Eagles offense can be nearly as effective as it has been without that run game as well as a threat to keep defenses honest, to avoid them from, you know, loading in the passing game and dropping everybody back. 
I think they need that threat of the run to be functional. And if you are the Chiefs, I think Patrick Mahomes, if everyone knows he's throwing, can still make, you know, make plays happen. But I think as an offense overall, that they're going to be much better off having that element of a run game as well and using their running backs and keeping this game, you know, churning along. I don't think these teams would can survive in a shootout, but I don't think either of them wants to get in a shootout with each other because one misplay and you get up 14 and that's when you get one dimensional and the game's already away from you. So I think both of these teams know that this is going to be a dogfight and it's going to be a long game and it's going to be a really, really physical game, especially when the Eagles are on offense with that offensive line. If you're the Chiefs, you don't want to tire your defense out too early. You don't want to be going out offensively and be looking to throw the ball all over the yard. And yeah, we scored quick and we're on the board. That's great. But now our defense has to go right back out again. And here comes 11 plays, 75 yards from Philadelphia with seven runs mixed in. And they average five and a half on the ground for the drive right back to where it was when you started. I don't think the Chiefs want to do that. I think they need to make sure their defense can stay rested. I think they need to make sure that their offense can be balanced. And I think the the unsung hero of this game, quite honestly, Lamont, and you alluded to it with the running backs. I think it's Isaiah Pacheco. I Mm. think he is going to be the X factor that no one's talking about because his ability to make, uh, make people miss in space, be functional in the passing game, as well as a threat and take advantage of a light box. If Mahomes is sitting out there and he gets in a spread set and he sees, okay, we got four down linemen and we got a dime defense and one linebacker sitting right back in the middle. And I'm standing here next to Pacheco and it's first and 10, I'm just going to hand the ball off and let them get four or five to start the drive. And we'll keep the clock rolling. We'll keep our defense rested. I I really think that that's how the Chiefs would be better off playing this game. And it leads me right into my next point defensively or for when the Eagles are on offense. I think the Chiefs are going to blitz like crazy. Yes. (laughs) I think the Chiefs are going to blitz like crazy. Steve Spagnuolo, their defensive coordinator, is not shy about blitzing whatsoever. Hasn't been through any amount of point in his career. And (laughs) if you are the Chiefs and you're looking at your team, like we said, I don't think they're absolutely terrified of these wide receivers. Their passing defense hasn't been the best by any means, but I don't know if it gets that much better by backing off and playing coverage and let Jalen Hurts sit in the pocket for 10 years behind that great offensive line. I also don't know how much pressure you're going to get on Jalen Hurts rushing four with that offensive line. So I think if you are trying to get to Hurts, you have to send heat. You can't just let him sit back there and expect your front four to get home as good as it can be. Chris Jones, Carl Loftus, Frank Clark, all of that. They are awesome players. And I expect Chris Jones to have a huge, huge impact in this game. But if you are trying to consistently pressure Hertz, I think you have to go to a blitz. I think you have to blitz. And I think you have to take that time away from him. And defensively, again, if I'm looking at my secondary, I think it's more beneficial to trust your DBs in one-on-one and Mm -hmm. try and pressure Hertz and take away the time he has to throw, then back off in coverage, maybe have some two safeties high or run some two-man under or something, and trust Hertz to stand in the pocket, wait long enough, and make a mistake. I don't think he's going to make a mistake because if nothing's there, he's just going to run. So that seems like a recipe for disaster for me for Kansas City is not being aggressive in the passing game and not trusting your secondary to stand up so be it and you know what if you get toast and you give up a big play and it ends up in a touchdown and it's seven points cool now your offense is back out there and it was a quick drive for your defense they get some time to rest again the 
the Chiefs lose this game by the slow, methodical Eagles paper cut death. Where if they're running the ball for three, four yards a clip and they're going on, you know, 12, 15 play drives and just draining all of that clock and they force Kansas City to get into a passing situation where they have to pass every play. I don't know if the Chiefs have a chance, quite honestly. I really don't know if the Chiefs have a, have a chance. The Eagles secondary is very, very strong. Their defensive line is very, very strong. The defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, is very good at his job, draws up some good disguises, isn't just going to sit in the same front every single play, can make things difficult on a quarterback. And if you are the Chiefs, I think you win this game by being patient on offense, being balanced, taking time off the clock, limiting the amount of chances that this Eagles offense has in the field you win time of possession and you blitz Jalen Hurts and try and force third and longs once you get into those third and longs that's when I think you can adjust your defense a little bit and you don't absolutely have to be sending all of that pressure that's when you can call the bluff blitz and you can call the the sim pressure where you're showing pressure up front and then you drop out of it and you keep a guy in to spy Hurts on third and long double AJ Brown and and live with what you can live with against Devontae Smith I think the Chiefs, quite honestly, I think the Chiefs have a recipe to win this game. And it's going to have to be outside of their tendencies. And the Eagles have a recipe to win this game, which is doing what they've always done. I don't know if the Eagles have a recipe to win if what they do is taken away. Mm. I don't know if the Eagles are going to be able to completely and totally change and Jalen Hurts has played fantastic I'm not trying to say anything against him whatsoever I don't want that to be the case but their team as a whole hasn't been challenged like this and they haven't really had to get in too many scenarios where they have to win by throwing the ball 35 40 times a game if the run game isn't there to supplant it I don't know what this Eagles offense looks like if they don't have that other element and I know that if the Chiefs get into that situation I have some confidence that Patrick Mahomes can still make it work so I'm I think you're going to see the Chiefs defense blitz. I think you're going to see the Chiefs offense do everything they can to try and stay balanced, get Pacheco involved early, take some time off the clock and win time of possession. And they're going to want to try and get out to a, a seven to 10 point lead. And I think that's all it's going to take for the Eagles to then go, okay, now we got to throw. Now we got to go deep. Now we got to look for the big shot play. Those plays take time. And that's when the blitzes come. And that's when the sacks can happen. I'm, that's how I think this game is going to go. Quite honestly, I'm, I'm really curious to see how the Eagles offense is going to look if they don't have that run game element there. And if, and if the Eagles can run the ball like they have all year, then they're going to walk away with the game. And that's why I, I'm kind of torn while I feel like that it's going to be a situation where we can have a shootout. Although both teams may not want to shoot it out with the other at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, you're going to go, if you're Kansas City, you're going to put the ball in Patrick Mahomes' hand and you're going to shoot it out if need be. If the Eagles don't get their run game going and you're putting the game on Jalen Hurts, now it comes down and you talk about blitzing. I want to talk about the details of how you how you blitz him or even if you don't rush him. Um, even if you don't blitz him, how your front four rushes. And we've talked about this on the show. All season long, actually, since we've done the show, we've always talked about this. And I always bring this up, especially when the Jets were playing against Josh Allen and any mobile quarterback. Yep. Your rush lane integrity is critical. If 
the Eagles, and when I say a blowout, I'm talking about one of these teams can win by 10 plus because neither one of these teams should blow out the other one because the offenses are just that dynamic. I think the defenses are are, are solid. Um, to me, a blowout is a team that wins by by 10 plus in this game. If Jalen Hurts does not hurt you with his legs, I think the Chiefs get the blowout. A large part of what they do with their run game is the threat of him running the ball. And if they're able to lock that down, if they're able to hit Jalen Hurts, if they hit him enough that it affects him in the passing game, he will make a mistake. He's going to make a mistake. Um, with that said, I definitely agree with you that Kansas City needs to run the ball. When I look at these two teams, which team do I think will be more prone to self-destruct? I would say the Eagles. Agreed. And yeah. that's that's something that I think that we have to take into account, especially in a game of this magnitude. The Eagles are a team that they can self-destruct. I don't know how they're going to handle the pressure, but what I do know is when I watched them play against the Commanders, which if I'm not mistaken, that was the Eagles' last loss was against the Commanders. Yep. The Commanders took it to them. They took it to them from a physical standpoint. They had the Eagles' defense off balance. Yes, they were able to establish the run game, but if if the Commanders' quarterback was, was just a little bit better, they beat the Eagles by way more than what they beat the Eagles by. I mean, they won 32 to 21. I don't think that the Eagles will have what it takes if they fall behind in this game. I don't think that they will have what it takes because Andy Reid has shown time and time again, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, that team, that if they have you down, they will finish you. The Chiefs are in close games because they get off to slow starts. But once they get rolling, if you can't keep up with them, they will leave you behind. And I think that this is a game that if the Eagles, if we come out early and we see that the Eagles are making foolish penalties, false starts, offsides, things of that nature, I think we're going to know early on that this game is, is going to be won by the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh -huh. It's going to be one early because I'm telling you right now, if this game is close at halftime or if the Chiefs are up at halftime, this game is over. It feels that way. It really does. And you're alluding to, quite honestly, the last point that I wanted to make, and I brought this up a little bit on our show earlier this week, but I, I really think it might be the number one biggest factor. Everything else that we can talk about, we can talk about how great these quarterbacks are. We can talk about how well-designed these offenses are. We can talk about the talent on this on these defenses and all of that. And all of that reigns true. But the number one thing that keeps coming back in my head, Lamont, the Chiefs have been, to th this is going to be the Chiefs' third Super Bowl in four years. <laughs> that's Jeez. that's ridiculous. This is going to be their third Super Bowl appearance in four years. And a big majority of that team has been on those Super Bowl teams before. Yes. Chris Jones, there the entire time. Pat Mahomes, there the entire time. Andy Reid, there the entire time. Offensive line, I'm pretty sure they had Creed Humphrey as a rookie in their Super Bowl that they lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the offensive line there. You have defensively um, Legereus Need there as well. I'm trying to think of their uh, safety, who's really good. Uh, Juan Thornhill, you know, mm -hmm. there as well. They have a lot of experience on this team, and most importantly, more so than anything else, 
this is what is this like Andy Reid's like fourth or fifth Super Bowl he's coached in? Yes, this, he had yeah. he had one with the the Eagles really really early on in his career in the early 2000s. He's, this is now his third with Kansas City. He's been mm-hmm. in the playoffs, God knows how many years. This guy is about as experienced as you could possibly get as a head coach uh, in the NFL. And Mahomes, with his play, playing now in his third Super Bowl and having one where he's won and was the hero and having another game where he got hurt and he lost, I don't think the the gap in experience here is huge, and it can't be understated. The Eagles went to a Super Bowl in 2018 and won, and that's fantastic. It's not like they've never been before, and this is their first time. But their head coach wasn't there. Their quarterback wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the only people on their team that were there were some of their longer, older veterans, and that's great from a leadership standpoint. Do not get me wrong. Having those guys that are the leaders of your team with that experience to say, look, I was here, I did this, this is what we did, absolutely matters. But is the experience of Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey and Fletcher Cox and Derek Barnett enough to overcome the experience of Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes? I just don't think so. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I'm looking at a person like Nadama uh, Kasu. You know, this is a game, mm-hmm. you know, just he's a guy that that he's experienced it. And, you know, I don't know what his status is for the game, but he's a guy that if he's active. He Both could... of these teams are like practically fully healthy. Yeah. And so fully healthy, you know, m- when you talk about the Eagles establishing a run game, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, it's hard for me to see them running the ball inside. The Chiefs' run game. So you have two teams that have different style of run games. The Philadelphia Eagles' run game to me is based on the power and the strength of their offensive line. Those yes. guys movement. Whereas the Kansas City Chiefs' run game is based on game planning and design and execution. I'm really interested to see how the Chiefs are going to cha- attack this this Eagles defense, this Eagles front. Let's make no mistake about it. I think this is a very good uh, Eagles down four. Absolutely. You, you go into a situation where now you bring in Sue. You got Sue on the field along with Fletcher Clark, with, with with Fletcher Cox. That's a lot of beef that you have to deal with. If I'm the if if I'm the Eagles defense, I want to make Patrick Mahomes move around. I, I I think defensively, I think defensively, both these teams come out with the same game plan. I think you blitz Patrick Mahomes. I think you take your chance and you bring pressure. You force them to go to the screen game that they go to. You force them to go to the quick passing game, knowing that as the Eagles, you have no problem moving your corners up, playing bump and run, man to co- man coverage, things of that nature. So if both of these teams are not able to establish their run game and this becomes a pass-happy game, the Kansas City Chiefs blow out the Philadelphia Eagles. That is the scenario that I'm looking at. If the Eagles are able to come out and establish their run game, and this becomes a game where both defenses force both teams to have to methodically drive the ball down the field, I'm going to say throughout the course of a game, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid over the talent and the bulk of the Philadelphia Eagles. If 
I'm saying, okay, which offense is going to draw up the best game plan? Which one of these offensive coordinators do I have to, what I say is going to come up with the better game plan? I'm going to say the Kansas City Chiefs. Which team do I think would be the most poised under pressure? I'm going to say the Kansas City Chiefs. Which team has the most experience? I'm going to say the Kansas City Chiefs. Which team, in my opinion, has the tougher schedule and played against better competition as far as the offenses that the defenses have, have had to face? I'm going to say the Kansas City Chiefs have played the tougher schedule. To me, the if the Eagles win this game, then who they were this entire season, that is who they are. And my hat will go off to them. I just have no respect for the offense. I just don't respect the offenses that they've played. And I think that the Kansas City Chiefs might just be a little too much for the Philadelphia Eagles in this game. I think that might be the case. Uh, I really do. I think we can jump right into bets. I'll go ahead and call things as it is. Call our winner for the game outright and go through our picks. Thanks always to betonline.ag for that. I'll jump right in, Lamont. Uh, my first pick, I have a three-leg uh, three parlay here, and my first part of it is going to have to do with my pick for this game. I'm taking the Chiefs on the money line. I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. I just think the experience is too much. I think that the Eagles are very, very dependent on playing the way that they want to play, and I don't know if, they, if they've had to adapt and adjust and play a way they don't want to play. And if that's the case for this game, this is the worst possible time to have to figure things out on the fly. This is the worst possible time to have to figure out who you are when you hit adversity. And I just don't know if the Eagles have that experience to be able to come in and write the ship on the biggest stage under the brightest lights. And you alluded to something early where if we see the Chiefs or the Eagles come out and they're getting false starts or they're jumping off sides and we're seeing those jitters come out early, I think the Chiefs are going to absolutely smell blood in the water and they're going to go for the kill. <laughs> I think that's going to be that's going to be their sign of, oh, we got them. We're, we're here. We know what we're doing. We've been here. This is nothing for us. We're used to this. They're not. Let's go kill them. That's exactly what I think could happen very, very quickly. The spread for this game is very tight the eagles are favored but only by a point and a half mm -hmm. so it's it's practically a pick em when when you're looking at it from that angle and if i'm looking at the chiefs as the plus one and a half points was like a negative 110 chiefs on the money line is plus 105 mm. i think the chiefs are going to win and i think there's no reason not to take the chiefs on the money line if i think the chiefs are going to win if the spread that i'm getting is only a point and a half uh, on an underdog spread i'd rather just go all out so I'm going to take the Chiefs on the money line. That's going to be a plus 105. My next part of this parlay, and this all has to do with things I've talked about for this game. I've really tried to craft this well to go with how I think this game is going to go. I want this parlay to hit really, really badly. Next one I have is any player over 100 rushing yards. Mm. That's at a plus 159. I'm calling my shot, Lamont. I think that player is Isaiah Pacheco. Nice. I think that even if he gets 103, it's going to be over 100, and I think the Chiefs are going to want to stay committed to their run game. I think in the fourth quarter, if they're leading, obviously you want to keep the ball in Pat Mahomes' hands, but the Eagles are going to know that. And if you can run the ball to close things out and take time off the clock and limit the amount of time for the Eagles to play their offense, again, it all goes back to making the Eagles into something they're not and pressing them to throw as much as possible and throw down the field as much as possible, giving more time for your blitz to get home, taking the amount of time Jalen Hurts can scramble. And I really think that you're going to see 
the Chiefs look to send pressure specifically off the edges. I don't think they're going to be looking to blitz right up the middle because Jalen Hurts can just run around the corner and get away from it, and then you lose contain. I think you want to clog the middle, take away the ability to step up in the pocket, and you want to send your pressure off the edges so that he can't go left or right. That's where I think you could see some disguise, maybe a slot corner blitz, and you have a safety capping over top of them that's going to take somebody in man coverage down the field. Let's see how the Eagles handle against that when they're forced to throw. I think the Chiefs are going to want to run the ball to take time off the clock as well. That's where the over 100 rushing yards comes. That's at a plus 159. Finally, I think the Chiefs are not going to let A.J. Brown beat them. I, I, I think that is their number one concern passing defensively, where even if they get caught in some one-on-ones, they might bracket some coverage the other way. They might look to, if he's isolated on the backside in a single set and they know they have single coverage and they know that the running back out to the flat might be an option. Well, maybe that's a play where they keep a, they run a cover one and they shade a safety to that side. I don't think AJ Brown, I don't think the chiefs want to let AJ Brown kill them and, and be the deciding factor of this game. So my final part of this parlay, I have Devonte Smith over five and a half catches. I think he is going to be force fed because I think he's going to be open more. And I think that A.J. Brown is going to be the guy that's going to be drawing a lot of attention. And Devontae Smith has a history of going off in championship games. Uh, his freshman season, true freshman at Alabama, he catches the game-winning touchdown, wins the game right there from Tua Tagovailoa for that national championship, his last game as a college player. Uh, two years later with Mac Jones, a quarterback at Alabama, he has 12 catches for 215 yards and three touchdowns in the first half. Mm. The guy goes off in championship games, and this is his first Super Bowl. And I expect that same sort of pedigree from the Slim Reaper to come back out, and I think he's going to get at least six catches. That's at a plus 114. If all of these three hit Molmont, it's at a plus 1036. Mm. I like those odds. I think all of these are very, very possible, and, and I'm I'm really looking to win some big money here this weekend. And for all of you listening, I really hope you can win some big money too. I think there is a clear path that this scenario happens um, with how I think this game is going to go with how I think the chiefs are going to play it with how I know the Eagles want to play. I really think that you could have a scenario where the chiefs just went out, right? Pacheco's over a hundred rushing yards. And even if it's not him and the Eagles, you know, go off and they can do some things offensively. If Miles Sanders is the one that gets over a hundred rushing yards, cool. The bet still hits. And I mm-hmm. really think that AJ Brown is going to be the X factor defensively for the chiefs where that's where their focus is going to be. And that's going to open up everything on the other side for Devonte Smith. I think he's going to get at least six catches. I'm, I'm really confident here, man. I like that parlay. I like, I like that parlay. I, um, that sounds good. I, I like the way you broke that down. I don't think that they're going to let AJ Brown, for me, I'm thinking, I don't think that they're going to let Devontae Smith go off. That's the guy that I'm, that I'm not sure that they're going to let, they're going to let. If AJ Brown beats you, I think that it's going to be because of route running things of that nature. I don't think that he is going to be because of a lot of explosive plays. Um, And so to that point, I definitely love the fact that when you look at what the Eagles do with slip screens and things of that nature, you know, they'll do those things with Smith. Um, so I'm, I, I like that parlay. I like that parlay. I somehow did something wrong, Drew, with my dag one. Um, 
with my parlay slip. I'm putting it. I'm putting it here together. I'm putting it here now. On Bet Online, did you did you see anywhere where we can do alternate spreads? Uh, let me look real quick. I have the page pulled up. I will check that for you. Really quick here. Because uh, and I'm asking because first of all, I, I I'm with you. I'm going for I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs for the win. Um, but I wanted to check out some spread. I wanted to check out some um some spread stuff before that. Missing somebody. Hmm. I'm just putting I'm this. I'm looking, I'm looking. Here we go. I'm not seeing things for alternate spreads yet, but I'm still looking. Okay. Well, I'm I'm just going to put it out here because I, if I'm not mistaken on bet online, I, I believe that more bets open up at, at noon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to take a look, and 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 I have a number of different bets. So I'll have you know I'll have one where I just take Kansas City Chiefs on the money line. All right. The next one is I like the Kansas City Chiefs at an alternate spread. I'm going to take the Chiefs at a minus six. Whatever. Okay, well, I can give you this. Not exactly the same, but Chiefs margin of victory one to six points is plus three twenty-five. I like that. I I I like that. I I I will take that. I'll take that. If 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 both teams are able to, if this game is close, I like the Chiefs to win by one to six. So that right there would be. Um, so I wouldn't worry about the spread. I'll go ahead. No, I I want the spread because I feel like the Chiefs could win by more than that. So that would be a uh, that would be a bet that I would take would be the Chiefs to win by one through six. I'm definitely interested in the Chiefs at a minus uh, five and a half minus six, just because I think that they'll win by that much. But I just want to protect myself. That'll kind of be my hedge for that bet of the Chiefs to win one through six. It's just to take the Chiefs at a minus five and a half or minus six in the event that they win by seven or more points. Um, I'm still trying to get this parlay together. I had a nine licker and I hit something and it disappeared. So I'm putting it together. Chiefs minus six would be plus 233. Chiefs minus seven would be plus 278. I'll take the Chiefs. I'll do the Chiefs minus the... Um, I'll do the Chiefs at the minus six. I like the Chiefs at the minus six. Uh, this parlay that I had put together, Drew. I'm just going to tell you, I had a parlay. I had a parlay. It was a nine leg parlay at a plus one hundred and ten thousand. That's pretty good odds. Oh yeah, that would be a pretty big cash out. Oh yeah. I'm just, uh, and I'm sorry for our listeners. Um, uh, I'm, I'm really working on putting this thing back together, but I will give you some of the legs that I have that I already have put together. So, my touchdown scores for this game: I have Miles Sanders as a as a touchdown score. I have Pachenko as a touchdown score. So, Miles Sanders is at is a plus one ten. Um, Pachenko is a plus one twenty nine. 
I have uh, C.J. Gardner Johnson. Now, one thing that I've noticed in, in, in looking at the Chiefs and looking at the opponents of the Chiefs, when you look at the leading tacklers in the game, the top three tacklers are always either an inside linebacker or safety. When you look at there, when you look at seven, eight to total tackles, six total tackles, it's always a linebacker, a, a safety, most likely the strong safety, or, or it's two linebackers. There's always two linebackers and a safety, or a safety and a linebacker, linebacker. That's how I saw it. So I like CJ Gardner. Uh, we'll have at least five tackles and assists. That's a minus 233. Um, has Hassan Reddick. He will have at least three tackles. Going back to my kickers, I'm going to say Harrison Bucker is going to have over seven and a half uh, kicking points. I think both these teams will be able to move the ball up and down the field in the event that the teams get stingy in the red zone or in field goal range. I think that that he will be able to get um, – that he will be able to get those points. Also have Isaiah Pachenko. You and I are in agreement with this. I, I had him all over the place. I have him to get 19 plus receiving yards. Um, I also have him for receptions. So we have receptions. I have Dallas Goddard at five plus receptions. I have Isaiah Pachenko at two i'm sorry at three plus receptions you can get him at three plus receptions at a plus 120 and he's had games where he's had five and six receptions uh -huh. somewhere between six and eight targets so i think him to get three receptions is is i, I think that's going to be a give me i have marquez valdez scantling to get two plus receptions I also have Valdez Scantling to get 26 plus yards. So right now, that is a 10 pick at a plus 76.44. And there's something that I'm missing off of this parlay that really got it up there. I just don't remember. I just can't remember what that pick was. But those are my picks. Those are my picks. I, I like it. I like it. I want to throw one more extra one on here for the people because I think uh, we're we're pretty similar in how we think this game is going to go but i don't think there's anything we agree on more than the fact that the x factor of this game is going to be isaiah pacheco mm -hmm. and so for for craps and giggles i i went ahead and looked up the odds here just a single bet by itself if you don't want to try and do the parlay if you're just looking to throw something down quick and say whatever i'm going to put you know five dollars down and see what happens isaiah pacheco to win super bowl mvp is plus five thousand I like it. I could certainly see a scenario where if he's over 100 rushing yards and, you know, he adds four or five catches for another 35, 40 yards and he gets in the end zone for a touchdown, unless it's the Pat Mahomes 350, 400 and three touchdowns and no picks performance where he's going to be the obvious MVP. If we get a an okay but not incredible game from Patrick Mahomes to where he's the the clear-cut MVP and Pacheco is carrying their offense and the Chiefs win, I could absolutely see a scenario where Isaiah Pacheco wins Super Bowl MVP. And people need to realize that Super Bowl MVPs are random a lot. It is, it's not like every single time it's the quarterback of the winning team wins MVP. Malcolm Smith was the MVP in the Super Bowl for the Seattle Seahawks and they blew out the Denver Broncos. Um, I'm 
pretty sure Jarek McKinnon was the MVP uh, when the Chiefs won their first Super Bowl. It might have been Mahomes if I'm remembering. I'm misremembering, but even still, it's Mahomes. Mahomes won, but McKinnon was a big factor. It was Williams. Uh, right, 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 right. Yes. Right, right. Damian Williams. Um, yeah, I, this is not uncommon for random players to win Super Bowl MVP. And I think that if you're, you know, you throw five bucks down on Pacheco to win MVP at a plus 5,000, you blow five bucks. If it doesn't happen, so be it. That is the bet of the day right there. I love that. That is the bet of the day right there, Drew. That I really and, like it. And and the reason that and we've talked about it on the show, and you've hit on it, that in order for the Chiefs to win this game, you think that they have to have a balanced attack. Mm-hmm. They have to run the ball. Pachenko has been a major, major piece in their offense all season long. Um, I love that bet because if 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 they're balanced and it's not a bunch of big plays, it's not Patrick Mahomes scrambling and doing all of these different things. The fact that they will hand him the ball and they will also target him in the passing game with their screen game, I could definitely see Isaiah Pachenko being being the uh, being the MVP. I, I I love that bet. Yeah, I, I like it more and more the more I think about it. Honestly, yeah, I. I I almost wish I, I don't want to include it in a parlay because that's a, you know a big thing to hit on when you're looking at a parlay. I like to take things that I'm confident are going to happen and let those combine for the big odds. But if you're just <laughs> looking for a single bet to throw down, I'm not sure there's a better one for this game. It's not. I, I love that. I love that bet. I love that bet. The other thing that I'm going to add to my parlay, um, and this makes my parlay an 11, an 11 leg parlay, is I'm going to take the Chiefs at the plus one and a half. I'm just waiting for it to load. So, yes, that parlay that I have, that 11 leg, if you add the Chiefs to it. So just to go through it one more time, Miles Sanders as the anytime touchdown score, Isaiah Pachenko uh, will have one touchdown. C.J. Gardner will have five tackles. Uh, Hassan Reddick, uh, Reddick will have three tackles. Harrison Bucker over seven and a half kicking points. Isaiah Pachenko will have at least 19 receiving yards. Dallas Goddard will have at least five receptions. Isaiah Pachenko will have at least three receptions. Marquez Valdez-Scantling will have at least two receptions. Marquez Valdez-Scantling will have at least 26 yards. Now, with that said, you like Pachenko as as just as that pick, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm looking for a sneaky person, and where's the where's the 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 where where can I find that on Bet Online? Where do I go? I at? didn't see that on Bet Online. I saw that somewhere else. I couldn't find it on Bet Online, but I really really love the idea of it, so I wanted to include it anyway. Let me ask you this: What are the odds of Valdez Scantley being the MVP? I will find that out for you. Valdez Scantling is at a plus ten thousand. Yeah. At a plus 10,000, yeah. I'll I'll put I would do 5 on Pachenko and do 250 on Valdez Scantling. To me, because of what they do with him, if you get man to man coverage, he's going to Valdez Scantling. Mm-hmm. And we also have to remember Valdez Scantling played with Aaron Rodgers. I don't th- 
if you are a wide receiver, you play for Aaron Rodgers, the pressure that you are under every single day, especially in game time situations, you are prepared for a moment like this. Wouldn't surprise me one bit if you're looking for just a player that nobody's talking about that could possibly win MVP or have a big game. I like Valdez Scantling. I wouldn't be against that either because the other thing with Valdez Scantling is he's their deep threat. So yeah. you get into an option where Pat Mahomes chucks a couple balls deep and Scantling sitting there with a stat line of four for 160 and two touchdowns. I mean, it's as good as Mahomes might be. It might be hard not to give him the MVP at that point. <laughs> it's got to be hard not to give him the MVP. So those are my picks, man. Those are my picks. Sounds like we both like the Kansas City Chiefs in this game. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I'm not going to sit here and say the Eagles have no chance because they absolutely do. If they can come out and it's as simple as this for me, if the Eagles can play their game, I think the Eagles win. If they can do what they want to do, I think they're going to be able to win as good as Mahomes is as, as much as I would trust him and Andy Reid to draw something up. And even if they have to get one dimensional to keep it a game, I, I'm not going to say they're going to get blown out, but I just don't know if they're going to be able to overcome the Eagles. And I think the Eagles are just going to take too much time off the clock for the chiefs to have that much opportunity to come back and their defense is going to get worn out. And it's just a recipe for disaster. But if the Eagles can't run the ball and their option attack up front and that spread offense can't function and they have to get one dimensional, that's when I think that you're playing right into the Chiefs' hands. And I think the Chiefs are going to walk away with this game. Which defense has the most pressure on them this game? Is oh, it it's absolutely the Chiefs' defense. Okay. In my opinion, I don't even, uh, the Eagles defense has pressure on them. Stopping the chiefs offense is no easy feat, but I a hundred percent think it is the, or the Eagle. Yeah. It is the chiefs defense that has the most pressure on them because if you can't stop the run, if you cannot make this Eagles offense do something they don't want to do, I don't know how the chiefs win. I could still see the Eagles finding a way to win without their defense being as perfectly, you know, on point as they possibly could be. If the Eagles offense is firing on all cylinders and they're taking time off the clock, that's less opportunities for the Chiefs offense to make any plays, less time for the Eagles defense to be on the field. They're going to be more well rested. I really think that that is the Chiefs defense and this game is going to be won or lost on how they defend the Eagles rushing attack. Mm. I'm with you. I'm with you. I agree with that 100%. I agree with that. All right. I think we got a good handle on this game. I think everybody listening should be perfectly well-informed and ready for this game. Go ahead and throw some money down on these bets. I think we got some real good ones here. Thank you to Bet Online for sponsoring. As always, make sure you're following the show at B-L-E-A-V underscore in underscore Jets. And you can find me at Andrew Golden underscore 17 and Big Dog over there at Coach Jordan 34. Thank you guys for stopping by and joining our little Super Bowl preview here. We will be back next week to cover all things Jets. Look ahead to the offseason. We'll be getting pretty close, if not past the Derek Carr deadline to see what happens there. A big domino falling in the quarterback market. Jets are definitely in that market. We'll see what happens. Thank you guys one more time for stopping by, and we'll talk real, real soon. See ya. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.